Let's talk blunders this evening. This is not a new thing, Paul, to run from Vestact. Chinese smog, we've known about this for ages. What's new? Yes, but now this week they've announced they've declared a war on pollution. The Chinese politicians at their People's Congress of the People in Beijing in the Big Red Hall, etc., etc. You know that in China, along with standing all these other interventions, they've decided to officially ban the phrase, there are plenty of fish in the sea, because there aren't. Do you know that pilots flying into Beijing have to have special training for landing in smog, otherwise they're not allowed to land there? You know, it's really just going from bad to worse. But at the Congress, some bright spark stood up and said that he had invented a smog-killing drone. And everybody clapped their hands nervously, as they do at those events. Apparently, they're going to fly around in the sky and shoot chemicals into the air in order to take out the smog. Dead serious. Sounds like a fantastic idea, right? And then all the sort of liquid stuff all sort of pours down on your head. It wasn't Eddie from Fixburg, was it, who wanted to (laughs) seed the clouds? And and the worst thing about this situation is Chinese men can't even grow moustaches. Bruce, think about it. It's a positive thing, smog, for jobs in in China, of course, because there's cancer doctors, hospice nurses, undertakers, hearse drivers and new workers to replace the old ones We well, see, it's a, it's a good business model there we go, Jerome Curville he tried to break the world, didn't he? or at least he tried to break his she this is a dingbat, Jerome Curville he is that French <laughs> trader who lost 4.9 billion euros I don't know, how long ago was it? 2 or 3 years two, ago? 2 three years ago for Sokjen yeah. he was like a smart underling the kind of people you should never allow to go on unsupervised in a financial services business he had his Delta Hedge book, and he baffled himself out of 4.9 billion euros. But this week he went to Rome. Yes. He's taken up Catholicism in, in a jail. big way. No, no, no. He's out on pending appeal. Okay. That's what it is. Right. He got a three-year jail sentence for this uh, gross um, negligence. Anyway, he went to Rome and got a hearing with Pope Francis, you know, who doesn't like bankers because they're not a force for good in the world. Yes. So he got the hearing, and he decided on the spur of the moment to walk back to France from Rome. So he's Barefoot, currently d- <laughs> busy crossing the Alps, probably. Uh, you know, it's 1,500-kilometer walk. He better hope he gets back to Paris before the 19th of March when the appeal hearing is announced, and though as the judge will reveal whether he's decided, because otherwise he might as well just keep walking straight into the doors of the jail, <laughs> serve his sentence, thank you very much, good night, nurse. But could you imagine that hearing with the Pope? I mean, you don't get much better confession time, do you? Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned 4.9 billion times. Um, yeah, good guy, the Pope. Uh, Bitcoin, it's been a blimmin' shambles. This is actually quite a scary story. He has this currency <laughs> created out of nothing, mm-hmm. and people are killing themselves about it. Created out of nothing, yeah. You know, you're right. You put your finger on it. In fact, I can't believe that this, you know, imaginary currency didn't work out. What a surprise. Let me first say that I'm long visa, and I'm also long regular money, right? <laughs> so I got no interest in this business. But what a week, you know. Apart from the guys who lose the money on their computers because they threw them in the dumpster. Remember that yes, story? Yes, that it is, yes. This week we've had two of the so-called Bitcoin bank exchanges, Mt. Gox in... Uh, in Japan, Japan and yeah. Flexcoin, and then this week there was another one which was targeted by the hackers called Poloniex. That's what it's called, Pol- <laughs> Poloniex. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, if oh, we know what goes into Poloni, yes. exactly. If you, if a hacker can steal your money, I'm sorry. You know, the guys who mastered fake girlfriends on the internet, and now we couldn't trust them to deliver fake money. But I've got breaking news for you, Bruce. Yep. Breaking news. The Japanese police have cracked the Mount Gox case. It's entirely explainable. Apparently, one of the hackers spilled some Diet Coke on his keyboard. Okay, well, that, and that's always going to lose you your money. Um, Sonny Abacha, he's been out of the news for a bit. 
Uh, yeah, that's because he's dead. Ah. He uh, was the chap who was the president of Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Remember, he took over in a coup in 93, but then he died in 98 after filching billions and billions of dollars, US, yes. out of Nigeria Real and money. smuggling it out into European and uh, other bank accounts. And his son kept going after he... Uh, he died, you know, try to keep the money offshore. Anyway, the United States Department of Justice finally this week has frozen all $550 million of it. It's all been recovered. It's been traced to special accounts in Jersey and France. This sounds like a good story, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like finally the global financial authorities are but doing But here's the job. problem. The way that it works when the DOJ does this is that they return the proceeds to the country it came from, which in the case of Nigeria, I don't know. Is that a good outcome? Because, you know, well, they suspended the... It is their money. bank okay, guy, and, you know, he was being a little bit iffy about So, you know what? I think they should have just kept the money. Send Liam Neeson <laughs> to Nigeria, karate chopping away across the country with those 419 scammers. Wearing some Adidas, I suspect. Why is Adidas in the news? These are good guys, aren't they? Yes, well, Adidas is out with results this week, and they suck very badly. The German footwear and apparel giant, number two in the world, Profits weak, currencies going against them. But you know, the real problem with the uh, German giant was that unlike their fleet-footed American <laughs> competitor, Nike, Adidas actually decided to go heavily in an easterly direction. So their major market into which they've poured billions in recent years, Russia. Big, important market as well for them, you, the, you, you, Ukraine. So now, you know, the national dress just about in those areas is the velvet tracksuit. <laughs> the red velvet tracksuit, as favoured by many a rich Russian. Uh, they endorsed Justin Bieber. That didn't work well for no. them either. So in the end of the day, it's a shocking time for them. I'm not sure if they can recover. Do you know what Adidas actually stands for, Bruce? It's Adidasla, isn't it? No, it actually stands for all day I dream about self. <laughs> or all day thinking about McDonald's. <laughs> there we go. Paul Teron, the managing director of Vestact. He's bonkers. In a moment, uh, the Brutal Biz Quiz. If you want to win 2,000 Rand, courtesy of MTN Business, stand by for the first question in this evening's Brutal Biz Quiz. More with Paul Teron next time round.